You're listening to The Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for The Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning, everybody, and welcome in to this uh, Wednesday, November 15 edition of the Gary Harris Show right here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. I'm your host, Gary Harris. I got Noah Haynes right there on the other side of the glass. He's manning the controls, doing all the heavy lifting, taking your phone calls on the First and Main Condos hotline at 205-342-9904. We are ready to rock and roll this morning for the next two hours talking sports and more. Here on the program, and we've got uh, we've got a head uh, good uh, of show lined up for you today, and uh, we're excited to be here with you as we always are. I'll run down the lineup for you in just a moment, tell you how you can get involved in the program and so much more. But right now, I want to tell you that this hour of the Gary Harris Show is being brought to you as always by Alabama Credit Union, member owned and not for profit. Alabama Credit Union really is just a better way of banking, and uh, we encourage you to find out more about it at alabamacu.com. Convenience and savings make life better. The ACU life lifestyle account. Learn more now at alabamacu.com, Alabama Credit Union, loans for real life. Some rules and restrictions do apply. See if you're eligible for membership, then join today and feel good about your money. And put a little extra change in your pocket. All right, here we go. This is what we got on tap for you today at 930. Rick Nyman, who's the sports director at WDEF in Chattanooga, WDEF Television. They're in... uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee is going to join us to break down this game between Alabama and the UTC Mocs. Of course, Chattanooga from the uh, Southern Conference. Great football tradition there. They're 7-3 and three this year. Got a good football team. Of course, um, Bill Oliver used to coach at the UTC way back in the day. And as I said, proud tradition there with the Mocs. And uh, they know they're uh, up against, uh, uh, you know, a juggernaut in terms of Alabama, in terms of uh, stepping up and caliber of competition, but uh, Rick Nyman is going to uh, break that down for us at uh, 9.30. He covers the cho- covers the mocks, and of course, he is also a uh, University of Alabama graduate, so he's got uh, perspective on both programs. And we also uh, will have the Rusty Wright press conference for you that the UTC head coach had this week to preview the Alabama game. I've got that uh, audio for you, so we're going to play that at some point this morning as well. Then at 10.30, the uh, Bad and the Bone recruiting report. Andrew Bone has not been with us in a while, but he is uh, going to be back uh, from uh, On3Sports, BamaOnline.com, senior recruiting analyst, and he's going to break down all the Crimson Tides football recruiting efforts. So that's coming up at 10.30 this morning. Your phone calls are welcome, as always, on the First and Main Condominiums Hotline, presented by First and Main Condominiums Downtown Historic Northport, 205-342-9904 is the number if you want to reach us, 205-342-9904 if you want to reach us. As Wimpen Berry we're talking about this morning, the latest college football playoff rankings coming out last night. And uh, for the most part, the top eight remain the same, except at the top. <clears throat> Georgia's impressive victory over Ole Miss, a blowout victory at home, uh, was enough to catapult the Bulldogs into the number one ranking ahead of Ohio State. I'm 100% in agreement with that. I have seen nothing, in fact, that led me to believe that Georgia shouldn't have been number one in the playoff rankings the entire time. Um, unbeaten, number uh, going for a third straight national championship. 
and uh, now they are back as the uh, as the number one team. Ohio State goes down to number two, and um, it doesn't really matter if you as long as you're in that top four and you get your shot. I don't know that it makes a difference, but uh, Georgia's number one, Ohio State is two, Michigan three, Florida State is at number four. Washington at five, Oregon at six, Texas at seven, and Alabama remains at number eight, Missouri nine, Louisville ten. Now, remember, Louisville is uh, in the ACC, so um, they may have an opportunity to knock off Florida State in the ACC championship game as, a, as the conversation still kind of continues to be built around whether or not Alabama, if Alabama wins out, will make it into the college football playoff. I've stated for the record numerous times here that I I believe that if Alabama beats Chattanooga, Auburn, and Georgia in the SEC championship game is 12-1, and 9-0 in the SEC is the SEC champion, uh, there's no way in the world they're going to be left out in the final year of the CFP 14 playoff. Now, that's just my personal opinion. A lot of other people disagree with that. and um, But that's just what I believe. Whether or not such stuff has to happen or not, uh, we know this. Alabama, first of all, has to win two tough games at Auburn. And then obviously the game against Georgia and Atlanta, if the Tide were to win that one, that would be the best win uh, in college football this year, and it wouldn't even be close. Georgia at that point in time would be on a 29-game winning streak and going for a third straight national championship. So it is what it is. But uh, Alabama, I still believe if, they were, if that scenario plays out, will be in the college football playoff. Now, uh, others don't agree with that, and you may not agree with that, and you're welcome to call in and talk about um, why you don't agree with it. As I've said, I mean, it's completely transparent. I don't really have any, um, I don't really have any analytical data or, or um, numbers to, to back up why I believe that. I just, you just can't convince me, again, that the, Toughest conference, the best conference in college football over the last, let's say, 20 years, certainly over the last 15, with the team out of that conference that's dominated college football, could run through this league and be 9-0 and and beat a Georgia team that is going for three straight, much like when Auburn knocked off Alabama back in 2013 in the kick-six game. I know that was the BCS era, but still, you know, that catapulted Auburn into the uh, – BCS championship game against Florida State. I just believe if Alabama beats Georgia, they're catapulted into the top four. Regardless, regardless, uh, you know. But that's that's just what I believe. Doesn't mean I'm right. As I've said before, if I sit here on the Monday morning after the college football playoff selection show on that Sunday, and if Alabama's twelve and one, nine and zero in the SEC, just beat the the most dominant team in college football, and is not going to be going to the college football playoff, I'll have to say regrettably that I'm wrong because I don't understand how that could happen. But there are other people that say it could happen. And Barry said this morning, you got to think about the other teams. I agree with that. There are other teams that are deserving, and I guess that's why they're expanding the playoff. Because this is a, for the most part, it's worked out. It may work out this year where there's no controversy. But this would be a nice year to have an expanded playoff. Now, I'm not, that's something else. I'm not a favor of 12. I like eight. I think this year at eight, um, just say right now, man, if it were to work out like this, if the you had an 18 playoff and it started this weekend, Alabama would play Georgia, Texas would play Ohio State, Oregon would play Michigan, and Washington would play Florida State. And I think that would be phenomenal. Uh, but next year we go to 12, so we won't even have this issue. We'll, we'll have teams getting in with two losses. And this year we're talking about 
terrific one-loss teams potentially being left out. You do have five 10-0 teams at this point in time. Now, that's going to change. That is going to change. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but that is the big topic of conversation. Um, and, you know, there's no guarantee. Let me be clear on this, too. You know, Alabama has to earn its spot at the table to begin with. I mean, they're going to have a very tough game a week from Saturday down at Jordan-Hare Stadium against an Auburn team that's playing pretty well. If you get past that one, uh, you're going to Atlanta regardless to play for the SEC championship. And, again, I don't want to diminish what winning an SEC championship means. It means a lot. Two years ago, Alabama didn't win the national championship, but they won the SEC championship, and that's something to be proud of. But if you get through uh, Jordan-Hare, then you go to Mercedes-Benz Stadium to play Georgia, you're going to be an underdog in that game. Now, right now, it's at three points. Uh, Alabama hasn't been an underdog often. It seems like every time they are an underdog, it's against Georgia. But they're going to be an underdog in that game. So if Alabama loses that game, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, they're not going to the, they're not going to the college football playoff. So, um, there's, you know, I, I'm making my stance based strictly on Alabama winning out. If Alabama doesn't win out, it's a moot point. Okay. Um, so Alabama's got to take care of its business. You can't overlook that. And it's not going to be a cakewalk at all. In fact, right now today, and I may feel differently in a week or two, but right now today, if Alabama and Georgia were playing this Saturday in Atlanta, I'd pick Georgia. I'd pick Georgia right now if they played. So just because I believe Alabama is going to go to the college football playoff if they're 12 and 1 with a win over Georgia doesn't mean that I necessarily think they're going to go 12 and 1 with a win over Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Those are two different, those are two different ways of looking at it. So, um, but that's where it is right now. Georgia, I think, should be number one. They are number one. Um, Ohio State and Michigan, I got, you know, I got, and that's something else. Right now, the only issue I have with the rankings right now is that I think both Texas and Alabama should be ahead of Oregon. I don't, I don't think Alabama should be ahead of a, of a, 10 and 0 Washington right now or 10 and 0 Florida State. But I do think they should be ahead of a 9 and 1 Oregon team. I, I think Alabama's body of work's a lot better than Oregon's. And I think Texas should be ahead of Oregon. Now, at the end of the season, if Alabama is 12 and 1, and let's say there's a undefeated Florida State ahead of them, and you look at the body of work, you know, what is what is Florida State's best win? Well, it's probably over an LSU team. From the SEC that Alabama also handled. The ACC, regardless of how people want to prop it up, is not a great league this year. Just not. So that's a different conversation. I don't think Alabama should be ahead of those unbeaten teams right now. But at the end of the year, there's a possibility I do. I will think that they need to be ahead of those teams. And that's why I'm picking Alabama if they go 12-1 and and beat Georgia to make it into the playoff. So that's my take on the on the rankings. Um, it's an unusual year in that we've got at this deep of time in the season five unbeaten teams from Power Five conferences, some really good one loss teams. But it does usually work itself out. Before we get to the break, let's go ahead and jump out on the first domain condominiums hotline and welcome in Philip. Good morning, Philip. Hey Gary, how you doing today? Doing well. Good. I'll tell you, uh, an interesting aspect to, to all of this is, um, is, is Alabama and Florida State. Okay. Um, Alabama and Louisville are in an identical situation. Um, 
Alabama's slated, you know, if Alabama can run the table regular season wise and beat um, Georgia, Alabama's definitely in, in my book. Okay. All right. Same with Louisville. Florida State's undefeated. If Louisville beats them, which I think is probably going to be in their championship game, I think Louisville's going to get in, don't you? Uh, not necessarily. I just don't think that if, if it's a one loss Louisville team and right now they are where they're at at 10, I think that from that league, they could be in position to get in, but I, I wouldn't say necessarily, uh, because I'm already saying at the end of the year, I think Alabama ought to, if, if, if Alabama's 12 and 1 and beats Georgia, Florida State's unbeaten. I think Alabama should drop, beat, uh, jump Florida State. So I don't know that a one loss Louisville, uh, from that conference, um, carries quite as much clout with me. Now I'm not saying it couldn't happen, Philip, but, I, I I wouldn't. In my opinion, that wouldn't. In fact, I would. I would say right now, if Louisville were to beat Florida State in the ACC championship game, that the ACC probably gets left out. Um, you know, there there is still. If you know, while we're kicking around scenarios, I mean, there is still a scenario. You you remember what happened two years ago? Alabama beat Georgia, uh, and it was a whole different situation this year and georgia still got in um there's still a scenario yeah. out there where if if enough chaos happened that georgia could lose to alabama and get in the football college football playoff again you know if you have let's say well, that you have uh washington get beat this weekend let's say somehow or another oregon drops another game uh, let's say louisville beats florida state uh, then, you know, Texas loses. Then all of a sudden, you know, by the time the SEC championship game has, has rolled along, Georgia potentially could be in the same position. Now a lot has to happen, but Georgia knew two years ago that even when they lost that game against Alabama, that they were going to be in the playoff. So, um, well, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, um, my, my statement about Louisville was, you know, to back the truck up just a little bit. My, my statement about them was in fact, uh, the caveat that, you know, Washington, Oregon, Texas, yeah, people lose. Some yeah. of those teams messed up and lost. And of course, Michigan and Ohio State, somebody's going to lose that game. And the loser of that game will not face Iowa in their championship game. So they're, they're, you know, the loser of that game's done. I would think so. That would, that would be my thinking too. So it's just a weird year that it's the final year of the 14 playoff before we expand to 12. And we probably have more teams at this point in the season with legitimate arguments to be in the playoff than we've ever had since we've gone to four teams, since we've gone to the playoffs. So yep. it's and kind of peculiar, you know, yeah, usually, uh, you know, this time of the year, you're looking for, you're looking for teams that, that you feel like are good enough to be in. That's why you've had, you know, you've had Alabama, um, get in, in, tw- in 17. When they lost to, uh, they lost to Auburn in the Iron Bowl and won the national championship and you had Georgia get in two years ago when they lost in the SEC championship game. That's looking very unlikely this year that you're going to have a team lose this late and still get in because there's so many good teams waiting to take a spot. So, um, as I said, personally, it would be nice, um, in my opinion, for this to be the year that the playoff expanded because then we know Alabama would be in for the more, you know, more than likely, if if it were twelve team playoff, it's going to be next year. Alabama can lose to Georgia in the SEC championship game and still get in as a two loss team. But you know, clearly that won't happen this year. Hey, hey, Gary, Gary, let me uh, 
Let me uh, commit uh, sacrilege right here. How, how much is, and I, and I hope you say a lot, how much is Alabama preparing for Auburn right now? Some. Some. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I'd say a lot, but yeah, they are. There's no doubt. And I imagine, too, to be honest with you, there's probably, you know, a period or two that they're going to they're going to look at some Georgia stuff too with the team. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's what makes me ask that question, Gary. Uh, in my opinion, and, and I've you know I've been around longer than than a lot of your callers and fans are, but I have felt like in in recent years and over the last decade or so in the Saban era that Alabama's not has not particularly prepared for Auburn all that all that well because. It was a situation where they were focused on the SEC championship game in some cases, and it it almost was like the Auburn game was just a, a kind of a bother. And uh, I, I, there's been several years I felt like Alabama was just totally not prepared. Um, I don't know that Philip that I see it like that. I I think that playing down there is very difficult. I mean, you'd have to think, based on the outcomes, that they prepared for them very well when they played them in Tuscaloosa, because most of those games have been blowouts. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that they're 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 definitely working on Auburn some this you know this week. But at the same time, as a coach, and you know how Saban is, you can't go out there and practice with the whole idea that hey, we're just going to show up and win on Saturday. I mean, you still have to let the team understand because it was just a few years ago and they were tied at half with the Citadel. Remember that. And then there was oh, a, yeah. one year where yeah. they had all Dickens of a time <clears throat> with Georgia Southern. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta, it's, it's a fine line between, hey, we're gonna start working on somebody else, but we're gonna also let you know that this game is important. So, but I, but I imagine there's some well, stuff, there's some stuff going in. Well, in, in closing, I will say that I 100% agree with, with Martin Houston. Alabama's gotta look sharp and look cohesive and, and, and beat the brakes off you chat Saturday. They need to, that's for sure. Hey, thank you, Philip. Thank you, Mr. Harris. Good to hear from you. We'll take a break. Be right back after this on the Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. This season of Alabama football brought to you by Pearl River Resort, Choctaw, Mississippi. Your destination for casino thrills, family fun, and live entertainment. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama Sports and it's brought to you by Koneka Sausage, a true southern flavor since 1947, and the official smoked sausage of the Crimson Tide. Visit online at ConecuhSausage.com. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. On Tuesday's edition of Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, we were joined by Alabama linebacker Chris Braswell. We heard a lot about the Cheetah package last year, this year the Raptor package. How much fun are plays like that when you all of you guys are getting to the quarterback? It's very fun, you know. Every I don't know what pass rush in America doesn't like third down, you know. So every, we, we strive to get to that third down. Obviously, that comes with stop, stopping a run on first and second down. But when it's third down, it's go time, it's fun time. Everybody in jet move, everybody wants to get to the quarterback. It's like a race. <laughs> last home game of the season at Bryant-Denny Stadium this year. What has the fan support meant to you over the last few games? Uh, the fans been great. You know, Tennessee, LSU, like those were big games, big home games. And the fans turned out with those two games, probably one of the loudest I've ever heard here. It was great. What's going to be most important on Saturday against Chattanooga? Uh, we just have to, you know, contain a quarterback and just play to the DOA standard and Bama standard and execute and uh, don't let this be a trap game. I'll have more in a moment. Favorite jeans, favorite shirt. 
I can make a sausage and I'm firing it up, yeah. Everybody knows how I get my grill on. You can smell that flavor up and down the road. It's a little taste of heaven and everybody knows. It's how I get my grill on. Kanaka sausage. It's just a little taste of heaven. If you missed yesterday's edition of Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, catch it on demand on the CTSN YouTube and Facebook pages. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Kaneka Sausage. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 in local van. Ministry has evolved. It will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meat and 3 special. Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m., get a meat and 3 vegetables for just $8.49. Or for a lighter appetite, try the Lucky Lunch Soup, Salad, or Sandwich Combo. I'll see you at the free. As a way for when your finances are in perfect order, it just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. Alabama Credit Union, loans for real life. Visit alabamacu.com to learn more. Some rules and restrictions apply. See if you're eligible for membership, then join today and feel good about your money. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Good morning, and it is a soggy start to our Wednesday morning as we're dealing with this low-moving area of low pressure. The rain should ease a little bit as we're heading throughout the afternoon, becoming a bit more sporadic, and still a shot at rain for tonight that will be out of here by early Thursday. Another chance for showers, though, arriving on Friday. Breezy today with our easterly wind, the high only into the upper 50s, and the overnight low at 50. Thursday's high 65 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Naramore on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You see him on WVUA 23 covering sports and on Tider Insider TV on Tuesday nights. Don't miss a minute of the Gary Harris Show. Weekdays from 9 to 11 on Tide 100.9. All right, 925, welcome back into the Gary Harris Show here on Tide 100.9 FM. And we've got uh, time to go ahead and get in uh, Coach Wright from UTC. We've got a few of his uh, his comments from this week. Rusty Wright, the head coach, he played at UTC. In fact, he played against Alabama back in 1994 when Gene Stallings was the head coach over at Legion Field in Birmingham. At that time, he was a center, and uh, he wound up, finishing out as a tight end and it really had a really good career there as a player but here's coach rusty wright from this week talking about the upcoming matchup against the crimson tide today had a good practice yesterday <coughs> I I ran around pretty good today and did some things and just trying to keep preparing for a uh, football team maybe the hottest one in the country right now uh, there's no question about it they're playing at a high level quarterbacks playing at a high level um you know we'll have our hands full and, and we'll have an opportunity to go down there and play and Brian Denny, which I'm excited about. I'm looking forward to going back down there and, and doing that. It's been a while, and I know our guys are excited about going and doing that. So we'll try and put a plan together and give ourselves an opportunity to go down there and play well. So that being said, well, they figured out who the quarterback was, you know, and uh, I'm not sure. I mean, Kentucky couldn't tackle him last Saturday, you know, so um, 
they figured that part out. And he's playing with a lot of confidence and playing at a high level, and they're doing things he can go do well, you know, in which it's changed that football team. And uh, you can see that uh, kind of once they got past South Florida and said, all right, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to go do it. Um, you, you can see how they've kind of taken off. It's like they're playing with, like I said, a lot of confidence. It's like they're having fun out there offensively. Defensively, they got guys at every level. They can go play, and they're good players, you know, so – that's it. I mean, they're, I mean, they may be the hottest team in college football right now. I mean, honestly, from where they started the season to where they are right now, um, and the way they're playing, for sure, and the people they've beaten along the way. You were a center in 94. You're not very big. What do you remember about that? Thanks, Rick. <laughs> was it a tough assignment? No, oh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't easy. We actually, uh, we actually played pretty good for a half. It was, it was pretty close at halftime, and then uh, right before half, I just remember getting picked up off my feet by about that far, and like with some guy that wasn't even on the depth chart, you know. And I'm like, oh, I got to come back out here in the second half and get this figured out. So, um, but it was fun. They, they had just that was in '94. And uh, that was in that was an old Legion field. That was an old Legion field. Um, yeah, but no, they had good football players on that team too. Now, I mean, there was there was uh, there was some good football players on that team. It was it was fun. That old turf and Legion field was not not great, uh, but uh, Coach Stallings was there, and it was it was a uh, it was a good atmosphere. And that's the thing. It's it's first class. It's first class. They do it right. And do everything right, and, and uh, treat you right, and take care of you. And, and uh, how Division One college football should be, you know. So uh, it'll it'll be a good experience. certain amount of them, you can't line up in the SEC and go play 10 straight weeks. They're not going to want to do that at the end of the day because they'll be changing people out left and right because it's hard. Um, they're going to probably move to nine nine game schedules, which that'll, that'll force us out to a certain degree. It'll force a lot of the group of fives out too as well because there's some natural rivalries in there that you, you want to keep, you know, depending on where you're at and those kind of things. So, um, it's it's important for our game. There's no question. It's it's very important for our game that that somehow, some way, we have an opportunity to continue making some money extra some way. That's that's the thing. It will it will hurt our game if it does not happen. All right, that is uh, the head coach of the UTC Mocs. Rusty Wright talking about the upcoming game against Alabama. All right, it's 930. We're going to get to the break. We're going to come back and talk more Alabama UTC. And uh, we'll do that with Rick Nyman, the sports director at WDEF up in Chattanooga. Also, later in the show, we'll talk Bama basketball. I haven't forgotten about the Tide. Boy, did they roll last night or what? They absolutely annihilated, annihilated the University of South Alabama. More on that coming up in the show as well. All right, we'll get to the break. We'll come out with Rick Nyman next right here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC.